Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shut the Funk Up podcast. I am the well-fed boy, and as always, I am delighted to be joined by... Jaylet the Kid, what a do. How's everyone doing out there? We were talking during the intro. We were wondering if you guys could hear it, so let us know if you can, because we're, we're still working out the Hit kinks of our operation here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm on a fucking clock now. I'm on a shot clock now. <laughs> it makes it feel more like game time, though. Like, we're on a running clock. I, I it, do like that. I was wondering, I was, there, we have a clock now that counts us down so we could, you know, get these concise episodes to you guys. But I was thinking about the same thing. I was like, I was like, I hope it doesn't get to a point where, like, I'm, I'm just, I constantly, we're yelling at, at each other. Like, yeah. Or we're like, we're, yeah, we're like constantly looking at it or I don't know. Cause I was like, I was like, well, I don't want to be rushed if we're in the middle of like a funny bit of something. Well, we will be. I know. That's on you now. Like right now, I want to. And right now, I'm just like, should we end this conversation early? Like, are we, yeah, are, let's are, are go. We let's go. go. <laughs> Too long on it. How was the weekend, bud? Weekend was good. Just starting to feel a little normal. Had a, you know, as a crafty veteran. Hold in- on, let me drink my my carrot and ginger juice. Go ahead. It's disgusting. But only take five seconds. So, as you know, uh, as a crafty veteran that's been in the league, because I always, I know I'll be old when I'm at the age where people are at the age or past the age of they've retired in professional sports. Okay. That's how I always knew, like, okay, now, that's what I, when I was young, I'm like, oh, they're retired from sports, so they're old. So, we're getting to that point now. And I'm at the point where, you know, I'm the crafty veteran that's been in the league for a while, I'm signed to a team to bring like a veteran presence and 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 you know just that playoff experience and and I don't play many back to backs and you're like Andre Iguodala yeah and I had a Friday and Saturday night you know we had the wedding and I drank back to back for the first time in like a hot minute and you, you know felt it? oh yeah 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 I'm just I've been on the trainer's table since after the <laughs> second back to back and I'm just like. Still working through it. I'm hitting the, you know, the cooling tub. The massage gun ran out of batteries. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Tiffany had to, had to, had to, uh, tag jock in. Okay. uh, Just on the hammies alone. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, I'm just getting back in the swing of things, but it was a good time. Um, we'll get into that later. Yeah. 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 That's a good tease. Jordan's got an all time, uh, an all-time sloppy wedding story uh, he that he went to this weekend, so we'll get into that. Um, we actually we're gonna start introducing some audio too now to uh, and video for the for the guys for everyone that's watching on YouTube. Again, you guys can check everything out. It's on Shut the Funk Up podcast. When you search in YouTube, come check us out. You can watch all the stuff. And like I said, we'll be. Uh, We'll be putting up YouTube videos and snippets of songs and stuff. All the peacocks too. Now I'm gonna put. Uh, we're gonna. Where have, are you gonna put it? Is it gonna be here? You'll see. Is what, it here? I'll, I have to do it. I'll have to. I have to do it live. But when I when you you'll see it when I play right in it. The middle. When you it'll take it'll basically take over the window and it'll make us small and then it'll take it'll make. Oh, it we're like in the corner. Yeah, we're gonna be, it'll be like a Zoom call or like a FaceTime call where we'll be in the corner and then uh, it'll come, it'll take over. Okay, sweet. So yeah, yeah, we're evolving here, technology. Mm. Yeah, so we're 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 slowly introducing more and more. Fun right stuff. then, would you have played AO Technology by Justin Timberlake featuring Fifty Cent? That's the one thing that if if we could because you know we're we're, we're limited in in our resources and stuff here as far as. 
you know, but ideally I would like to get like a huge TV screen that hooks up to the like you know the computer so we can see the camera and then i could like have a wireless like mouse here and then i can yeah just 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 cue up all of those type but of could you even effects. play that song or is it like there's rights no i actually there's that music rights. well that was another the big reasons why we're gonna start doing more audio and playing more audio on here because i actually looked into it did a lot of research talked to our our uh, contacts over at the levitard show mm. and we're in the clear you've got to be like pushing you know serious numbers like you know 50k plus 75k plus and then maybe they'll come knocking at your door they're not gonna come knocking at our door just yet not just not yet but soon enough yes hopefully we will know when we get the knock at the door that it's not the um (laughs) guy delivering the packages that always happens on on uh recording day yes so we'll see Yes, yeah, so only you get to see that because every time you look over, I feel like there's someone, there is something there. But I'm not the, I'm not the Amazon guy. I don't, I don't do that. Okay, well, you would routinely get packages on like Tuesdays. Um, yeah. So you're maybe sure. you maybe you were doing a little drunk perch Friday night. Oh, it's been a while since I did a drunk perch, but yes, yes, maybe, yes, okay. maybe. Um, all right, let's get into episode one thirty four. Talk to me. I mean, I'm none of the songs on there are anything were anything different. But talk to me. Just was there any good nostalgia going back over Max Martin? Absolutely. I thought of him this weekend when um, the DJ play, <laughs> yeah. played some songs that were of of his uh, you know catalog of his catalog. Did you did you and, lean in and I did lean into there wifey and I said Max Martin. I go, this was the Peacock this week. Super producer, no biggie. Yeah, exactly. Nice. There you go. That's a so, good one. And, uh, and I threw out the, the some of the statistics that you had mentioned. So, yeah, it was one of those where um, basically clean sweep from top to bottom of the playlist. No, every song. I don't think there's many of the Peacocks that you've put together where I could safely say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's that was... just, and that's more of a, um, a tip of the cap to him at just how much of a beast he is and how much music he's put together. And I, that was literally, honestly, that was me digging too. I was like, cause I didn't want to put like, you know, California girl, like, no, oh, I, was, yeah. I was trying you to, I was like, I was like, this guy just, these are it. These are just the hits. Yeah. When you dig into him, it still hits at the yeah. bottom. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think the dug. most, the, the, like the deepest one was like that Adele song, but even then, yeah, yeah. You're, it's also Adele. Yeah. So Max Martin, um, absolute just, you know, beast, um, has the numbers to back it up and prove it. Um, so, but that was cool though, because I, you know, once again, so look, someone's got to make those songs. Yes. Right. Yeah. And someone's making that money off of those songs. And what was it? 135 mil. Did we say was just the role or something crazy? I think it was even more than that. It was like, he's worth 350 million. It was crazy when we went back over those, when I was editing and going back and I was listening to those numbers, I was like, this is actually kind of crazy. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, you put together, baby, uh, hit me one more time, like, <laughs> you're, you're cash and checks. Well, and he, and you, and you got to think about it too, when he, all of his hits were during the CD era. So like those royalty checks were big oh, back yeah. then. Like, A lot of units. Yeah, like you could specifically tie units to, yeah. Like you couldn't buy an individual song. Yeah. You had to buy the whole album. Yeah. So it didn't matter if they only bought it for like Max's one song. 
he's still getting that Chad. Yes. And then it's like, okay, you got Baby Hit Me One More Time, and then you got like the top three Backstreet Boys songs like of all time. Yeah, they're, and so they're just, just going so triple many. platinum. So you're yeah. just like... I mean, I'm sure some of those are even like Diamond. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But by now, at least. So. Yeah. Uh, Max Martin was great. Um, like I said, and it was one of those things where multiple songs came on at the um, at the wedding, and I was like, boom. Perfect example of how someone like this has put all this music together. Didn't know it was him, but now that I know that's him and I heard all these songs, I'm like, that's awesome. Um, before we get into the ear candy, I wanted to do two little, uh, two little more, two two more things in in the uh, for the janitor's closet here. One, R.I.P. Toby Keith. I was a, I was, I, I, I was prepared for that. Um, uh, that uh, facial expression from you because I am, I was and am a closet. I love that 2090s country. I was a big Toby Th- Keith, Alan Jackson, Brooks and Dunn. I had a baseball coach. Don't like that. I had a baseball coach that that was all, that was all he played was that 90s um, uh, uh, country music. And he always used to take me to every single game. That if it was if it, if it was an away game, like I was I was driving with Coach Russell, so because my parents were like, yeah, we're not going down to like Miami Lakes. So uh, I, <laughs> Miami Lakes was too far for them. I mean, anywhere if it was in it was if it was like Cooper City because Miami like, Lakes is not that far. If it was like Cooper City, they were like, yo, Coach Russell's taking you tonight to the game. Damn. So yeah, and, yeah, and so any any trip, any tournament was always with Coach Russell, and that was and he was you know he was Chris Tucker like you don't touch my radio like this is what we're playing, and it grew on me. I remember like in the beginning I was like God, so it the well worst. it it didn't grow on you. You were just being like subjected to it so much but, that you're the you're the tortured prisoner who it goes from turning them insane to then they actually start to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Like in the beginning, I hated it. Then to the, at the at the end of it, I was sitting along to boot scoot and boogie, and you know, you know, I don't like that about all. You. It was yeah. So Toby Keith, Toby Keith was in that rotation. So that was one. I was like, oh, R.I.P. Uh, Toby Keith. He, he was he was one of the good ones. He's in the eh category for me. Um, and you know, I do. I am a believer in the death in threes. So we had Carl, um, Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers, oh, you're right. so Toby Keith. I'm waiting for the third it, it almost, shoe to drop. Who's it, al- it gonna be? It almost feels because we're early in the year on this Deadpool. It almost feels like like there's a scratching at the door, doesn't it? That's what I'm. That's why I'm just I'm staying on top of it. I I shot that to uh, one of my group chats today, and they're like, "Who had him?" And I said, "No one." I had two but people maybe reach- this is maybe this is just like the. You know, this is this is how it starts. Yeah, I I'm feeling that too as well. Cause now you'd have to remind me, Carly. Um, she it wasn't at the beginning of the year, but it wasn't at the end of the year either. She, it was it was like it was, right in the it middle. It was like uh, Oct- it was, September, it was Jimmy, October. It was Jimmy Buffett. It was Jimmy right? Buffett. Yeah, but it was right, like a September. See. I want to say it was like a September thing because she she won a good two months of us. You know, we're saying, yo, we had, we, and then it wasn't until, uh, I think it was December. September 1st. Yeah, September, yeah. Because mm-hmm. she was she was dormant for a couple months there. So, yeah. Mm. But um, she still hasn't cashed in that. She reminds me every few weeks. Has she brought any? She's there. At, she's like, she's like, there hasn't been any concerts, but she's like, she's, she reminds me. She's like, hey, 
I don't I don't think I forgot. I said, listen, don't worry, they're there. If you don't pick a concert by the time uh, someone else wins, you have the end of the year. You though. have to go to that concert with the other person. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I you love, don't. I you love don't, these rules yeah. that you're that you're you're coming up with on the fly because they make a lot of sense to me. I also just love <laughs> moving the goalposts. Sometimes it's closer, sometimes <laughs> it's, it's further. Yeah, that's exactly. That's on, yeah, that's good. Uh, the other thing too that I wanted to also um, announce TikTok. was TikTok. Um, <laughs> uh, was uh, I finally finished that Pharrell playlist? I know it was like a while ago. I started it. How do you know that you've ever finished? Well, they're never finished, but I do all of those. The world ofs, yes. And I did Jack White and Jay Dilla and Mark Ronson, but I was working on uh, Pharrell uh one and I, I i started like a couple years ago and then i stopped it but i picked it up and i finished it off finally this week so on spotify if you search the world of pharrell you'll see uh the playlist on there god that was a fun one to put together Only, i think he's uh, he's the best he yeah he was because uh, there was something i was like this was honestly my, a peacock this was my childhood. In, a peacock in his own i was like this is like, like child- uh, he, he's so big he's too big to be like uh, honestly it's almost like Duh. He is, duh. but you it's know, like, duh. he's he. I think started at very humble, but very interesting beginnings. Yeah, of like with the clips, but you then know, also NERD, and he you like know what with I, Chad Hugo, and you know what I read about him because I was looking into like doing him as a peacock. I was like, you know, this one's a really like serious one. This would take up like a whole entire episode, but he, be in the beginning in Virginia Beach, him and Chad Hugo, the, the, they were the Neptunes. They got their first um, record that they signed to. MJ signed them to his record, MJJ Records. Really? Yeah, Michael Jackson. And apparently Pharrell, like it was like moving too slowly to like, you know, get in the studio. And, and Pharrell like being like a young, like 20 year old or whatever he was at the time. He said that he like popped off and mouthed off to like just like the wrong people, the wrong executives over there. And they just like were like, all right, yeah, we're all set. And like they just like, Aww. yeah. And he and he looked and he like now. I wanted like, him to have popped off to Michael. No, 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 no. He was no. He says he. I didn't pop off to Michael. He's like he, he just goes. I just said it to the wrong people, and then we kind of just both. He goes and, and he goes and we just parted ways. He goes because at that point I wanted to like do my shit, so I didn't even care. I didn't you not know, even care. But now in retrospect, he's like I was like I fucking I was on. I think things turned out okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was that was that was one of the cool little interesting, just little 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 mini peacock for you to for you to just. Okay. Uh, we got to we got to get our own shameless plugs for playlists. Yeah, here. yeah. So check out the the Pharrell playlist. I finally finished it. Um, but I want to go into the the weekly uh, weekly ear candy, which you can find those also on Spotify called Weekly Ear Candy. And I want to do mine first, hit it because I want to play. Are you, is it going to snip it? It's going to play it here, so you can really hear it. So it's actually going to play. So you got it queued up. Mm-hmm. What do we got? It. that's a little what's their deal this is uh 
Rudy's Intervention by The Sugar Man 3. Yeah, that's the little kind of little tease into the Peacock that that I'll be doing today. So I'll I'll tie it all in together with the Peacock, but... Yeah, that's the Sugar Man 3, an old, uh, well, not an old funk band. They're like a neo-funk band. They're from, the, you know, the mid-90s, early 2000s. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, like I said, they'll tie in later with uh, with the Peacock. Cool. So, uh, my weekly ear candy is, um, I actually, you know, I, I love when, when, Spotify does the, you know, like you're at the end of your own playlist, but we're not just going to start back over. We're going to like toss you a couple bones. Mm -hmm. That's how I found this song. So I give like full credit to Spotify, but it was, uh, it's called Can't Wake Up by Ahmad Anonymous. And I had sent this song over to you. So good. Because it was a banger. And I don't feel like this playlist will be filled with like much hip hop. But if it is gonna be filled with anything, like it's gotta, it's gotta come come strong, mm-hmm. and I feel like this does come strong. It was, I think, I you sent it. It's six fifteen in the morning. I think I hit you back at like six forty five in the morning, and was just like, "Holy shit, this is really good." Because and it was, a, and it was a perfect it, morning song. Too, yeah, because yeah. it was a good mood. When you um, when you latch on to any new hip hop, I know that that's officially like a banger because yeah. you you have a very very difficult grading curve, especially when, when it comes, comes to hip hop. Yes, that's true. That is true. That so, is true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, so that's so my that's my song. Go those go are the bang weekly it. ear candies. Go check them out, um, and let's roll right into it. Jordan, what did you learn this week? <laughs> um, I know that I I told you I was making this, uh, and I know you already have one, but I've been making this sample playlist of the original songs. Yeah, I went over mine. Mine's awesome. And what? <laughs> <laughs> I went over because you were like, "Yours are too long," and I went back over. And I was like. Now this one's so good. I was 546 like, I killed... songs. What's I, wrong with? I Jordan? was just like, I killed this. I was, I was like, I killed this fucking playlist. Well, they're all on there. Everything's on there. Um, one of the songs that I had put on there was um, was Bobby Caldwell. What What you won't do for love? Oh God, I absolute, love that freaking song. Absolute banger. Every time it comes on, I don't care. You can, that one you can play it like back to back, and it, I'll, I'll, the second I love it. I love that freaking song. Well, what I learned this week is that Bobby Cod, Caldwell, He's white. white. He's white. white boy. I knew white boy. <laughs> it w- and it freaked everybody. I think he came out. Well, okay, so this yeah. is so. What I learned also <laughs> is that um, also he grew up like in Miami. He spent a lot of time cool. I didn't in know Miami, uh-huh. and his parents um, had like a Saturday morning show that they were like a hit show that they were always like not a sitcom but something similar to that. Mm-hmm. But um, he was signed to like a a mostly black like label. I forget what the name of the label was, but they purposely did not put him yes. on the label or on the uh, on the cover of like the vinyls and stuff because yes. they were like. We just want people to like learn when they actually come out to the concerts and see them because all these people that are purchasing the vinyls and records and stuff like they don't know. They, so until they he act, they go out, um, you know, like they weren't gonna know that. Yeah, and like it was like the reverse. They did the same thing to Dionne Warwick, but she's black. They did they did, 
but they reversed it. Yeah. But I think with Dionne Warwick, I think on her, hers was a little bit more fucked up because I think on her album, she was on the albums, but they shaded her like Ooh. super like, like if you Ooh, look at no, Dionne that's Warwick, more fucked up. That's if more you look at up. the early Dionne Warwick albums, she looks white. Because they just Ooh, like they the way they contrasted her, it, they yeah. And then she came out, and they were like, the audiences were like these white audiences. And they were like, what the fuck? Because this is back in the '60s. Yeah, this is like yeah. But um, also, it was just cool because I was looking through Bobby Caldwell stuff and just all the jazz he got into, and he was a pretty consistent like chart topper hit maker yeah. like especially in the legit. jazz scene of like you know early 90s mid 90s early 2000s mid 2000s like he just always was able to like come back and like be near the top even as he got older and obviously that's that's very difficult for musicians to kind of maintain over multiple and, decades um white musician in that genre Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that's just, like, on top of everything yeah, else. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, because I was listening to that song a lot this week, and I and then I, you know, of course, started digging in on it and uh, found out he's white. But also, it wasn't just that he was white. It was the story behind how they tried to kind of, like, hide it and stuff like that and, and not make it so people were focused on that. Gotcha. So, that's what I learned this week. It's Alex, good. you like that one? I really like that one a lot. I, I, Bob, love, I mean, Bobby I, Caldwell, I love any, any type white. of... I knew I th- when you were going. I was like, "Oh yeah." Well, because honestly, you, when you first when you hear his records, he does not at all. He sounds like uh, he's got some soul. Uh, no, yeah. So, Alex, what did you learn this week? Um, I learned this week where um, the you know in the military how they salute, mm-hmm. where that came from, and uh. <sighs> Because and really, what how it started was because you know the you know Americans we they salute. I actually got you know from my brother in law because he was in the navy. Like the the you have to, these two have to go like right at the end of like your brow, and ours are is like you know kind of like straight and you go down. Whereas the British one is up. I don't yeah, know if you ever they do it. like their palm out. Theirs is up and they go up. Oh, okay. And so I looked, I was like, what's up with that? Why did the British, why did that? And I looked it up and the whole thing, the original, where it all originates from was back in the medieval days when knights were in their shining armor, if you will. They had, you know, the thing that went over their eye that you could lift up. Mm-hmm. And so they, that they would do that to lift up so you could, so you could see who the other knight was and that's how you could tell. And then the British kind of adopted that, you know, that way from, from, from knighthood into like, you know, their their army and or their whatever they call it their the British royal you know they always everything's royal with them. Uh, I don't like that it came from. That's that. where it comes from. And then then us and then us Americans as we do we go ah we're not going to go up we're going to we're going to do our own thing we're going to go down we're looking you guys down on the se- rest of the world yeah we're you, got, you guys are Celsius down. you're the metric system we're going to go Fahrenheit you zag you zag we zag yeah 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 so we we're like we're gonna we're gonna do a couple clicks down. Mm. So the, yeah, that's where I, I learned this week where the salute in in uh, in military where it comes from. I didn't know that. Yes, from the medieval ages. And Hitler, what was that? Um, that one, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like go, where I went with it. I didn't go down the dark history mm, of the sure. salute. <laughs> um, let's get into it though. We gotta talk about the Grammys. They were this weekend. Um, uh, I know you, uh, you, I believe you watched it live. I didn't watch it live. I didn't have, 
Uh, I don't have uh, cable like that. I don't have CBS, but I got all of the all of the stuff the next day and all the live like you know uh, stuff as they were talking about it. But and the Grammys aren't really my thing anyway. I, I think I think yeah. we've established that here on this program. Yes, we don't really fuck around with the awards. The awards it's it's owned by the record labels. You know, they're bought and sold by the that whole thing is bought and sold by record labels and people that win are, you know are not who actually made the best maybe that 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 category's album but the performances are always good that's uh what i was gonna mention and and i will say i saw some really good there was a lot of women who won like a lot of like women only categories Mm -hmm. and to me it wasn't as much and honestly it's interesting because i think there's a fuck ton more grammys than what they show that they give out like they're only showing like 10 percent of of the actual award winners because like i don't know if you saw killer mike who won all three grammys that he was nominated for which Mm -hmm. was dope and shout out to him and Um, that actually i hate to cut you off but that actually goes back to kind of what you were saying earlier with me in new hip-hop that is kind that kind of goes with my argument of because i don't want when i say this i don't want to take away anything from during the jewels because they are they're great that album was great so they and they deserve all of those but that just goes to show you how the how, how weak the state of new hip-hop is that there's nobody else that can even ch- that can challenge run the jewels right now well so that That's was just my that opinion was just on that. killer mike not not run the jewels the album that one. Oh, uh, the, that's uh, just that's just Killer Mike, but also Run the Jewels. But I know exactly what you're saying. Yes. Where like your Playboy yeah. Cardis of the world, and then they're they're not going to be able to sniff like what the what. That's why he swept. That's why he swept. Yeah, I, I would a thousand percent agree that they need to get their shit like, up. He is just objectively better than all of them. But it's sad that like when you look around the other nominees, that they are just weak as fuck. Now I will give credit. Um, I think for album of the year, Nas, Nas's album, yes, Kings that, Disease Three was that in was there. the one. I was so, like, like, that right. was a tip of the cap at least. That was a Grammy's giving nod. Just like you're never gonna win this, but that I mean, yeah. But it was cool to see like him win and get kind of recognized because he's had a very interesting like, um, yeah, uh, just like character arc, if you will. It really, and he really has. Start off he, like he was like anonymous, kind of like a back round member of um like organized noise and goody mob and all that stuff and like you know behind big boy kind of had to like strong arm his way like but like ended up doing that then became like outspoken like political advocate and everything he says always smart you know and opinionated and all this and then like puts out all this great music with uh you know run the jewels and like I think like him pairing with LP, just like this awesome duo, which like we like stopped making awesome duos in hip hop, like mm-hmm. you know, kind of almost like on that outcast level. They've done I think four albums now, and they're all awesome, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just awesome to see. And now he's won three Grammys, like kind of like later in his career, you know, twenty years in, where most people are gonna win them early and then completely fade. Yeah, way before twenty years. Yes. So that was super cool. Yeah. But to me, it was just fun to watch the um the performances like you said and it started very early and i was very happy yes with the showing yes um of who was singing and who was not 
and I would I think almost yeah. every single person up there Absolutely. was actually singing. The, they usually well at the Grammys they usually do because well you're in front of your peers yo those that's the people you don't want to be fucking around with and that's what I was like that makes the most sense you to know me. At, at the movie awards and MTV shit that's where they do that that wax stuff but the Grammys they all they almost none of them ever lip sync because you're gonna get just lamb like lambasted like yeah like Dua Lipa opened it up you could tell in She's one amazing. second she was singing. Kirk um, Franklin, I saw, did awesome. John Baptiste in the in, in, in that memoriam. one was cool. That, that one was cool. cool. Um, I saw honestly. What? What do you got? Stevie Wonder. I didn't see that. I, I no. Mm. Mm. Enough out of you. Enough mm. out of you. I don't want to. I don't want to blaspheme. Enough. enough I'm enough just. Out of, uh, I'm just asking the question. 305-317-2371. You tell me, guys. Stevie Wonder when you're going to hang it up? A little bit. <laughs> okay. All right. You heard it he was first. doing a He was doing it was in the in memoriam for uh, Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. And like where Tony Bennett maybe had recorded something and like he was doing a part then it would go back and forth and I'm looking at him and I'm just like, oh no, man. Okay. I don't know. He I don't was, know. They were going back and forth. He was looking at him, was he? Conspiracy. Uh, no. no. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe. I saw something over the weekend, though, of somebody. I think it had to do, probably had to, probably had to do with the Grammy, some type of, like, before party or pre-show or whatever. Yeah. And he was, like, giving an award to somebody, to, like, some female artist. I can't remember who it was. And... The woman went to go give a speech, but where she was, you know, there wasn't a microphone there. So she just like walked up like 10 feet or 15 feet over to like where the mic actually what was. And Stevie's like left back there who, where he was. And and at, by this point, someone had handed him a microphone or no, he had just gotten up from playing. So he, he went and just he like felt around and grabbed his mic and then turned Cause he knew like, obviously the person needs to give a speech, but he has the mic. So he turned and she's not there. So he's just holding out this mic, waiting for the person, the woman who's not staying there anymore to grab the mic. And just like a gang of people come running up the stage, just like trying to grab it. Like she's not here anymore. You know? Now, do you think he did that just as <laughs> just for show? That's what I, that one, that's, that's what it is now. Every time I like, ever since you did that and, and, and planted it in my ear, I'm just like, now I'm dissecting that video of like, how did he grab? How did he feel for the microphone? Was it was it genuine? How did he know? How did he how did he know that it was well, it was that close? Because he because he went and grabbed immediately the mic and he didn't have to go far. He didn't have to go like up the arm of the of the holder. He, he still looked pretty good. Um, but just why don't you go listen, Stevie? Wonder when you're gonna hang it up soon. I'm just asking the question. Okay, it's yeah. We're just asking questions. Just asking questions. Okay, all right, uh, but overall, all right. I thought most of the performances um, were really cool, and it was a good time, at least for for the stuff that I saw. Yeah, um, there was one. There's one thing, one little bugaboo I I have, and it was with uh, Jay Z's little outburst. Didn't see it. Do you know what I'm talking that, about? I heard. Uh, I I think I read what he said. He went off. I saw the video, and he did. He did a whole posturing. Uh-huh. He, did, he went off like sticking up for his girl. And for anyone that doesn't know, he basically went up there, he accepted some award that he had won. And he basically he won like the lifetime achievement. Like, yeah. Whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. yeah. The Michael Jackson icon award or whatever the fuck it is. And, uh, and he basically 
was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. See what it did there? I like that. Um, and But then he launched into this whole diatribe of his wife has never won album of the year before. And how can a person that has the most Grammys, he, and he does this whole thing of posturing, like, I mean, it doesn't even make sense is what he's saying. He's like, it doesn't even make sense. How can you have all these, but you never win album of the year? I mean, come on. Like, and he's like, just making like this case. And, and I was just like, it's okay, a bad look. first of all, you need to accept your award and stop, like, get off this. Your wife, you just said it. She's got the most Grammys out of anyone. Oh, she needs to have the best album? Guess what I say to you? Number one, make a fucking good album, all right? Then we will... Then, <laughs> and then second of all, this is kind of the wrong year for you to be talking about like her not winning the best album because that Renaissance album was fucking trash. Did she come out with an album last Exactly, year? thank you. And then third of all, this is goes back to the argument of sometimes you just run into juggernauts, dude. So, like the Buffalo Bills went to the Super Bowl four years in a so row. You run into a buzzsaw. Yeah, sometimes like that... That that pitcher who was the or that manager. This year? I mean, it's probably. I mean, who was the buzzsaw every single year that she lost to? There's, there's probably. You, that's what you you could probably go back to every single year when her album was nominated and who she lose to. You probably would go, yep, that checks out. To me, the thing with Beyonce and my wife and I have both said that she's like super overrated. This is what happens if, when you just put out singles, son. But not only that, like her conceptual albums, like I guess artistic wise, maybe you find them to be really good. Like, but I've said this for a long time. I think she peaked at like Charlie's Angels, Independent Women, Part One, when she was part of Destiny's Child. Come back and put together an album like that, and you would probably win Album of the Year. It's because dude, they they love that shit. You do this like this is too what, artsy. You're talking over beats, but like yell, singing, rapping. This is what this. happens when you succumb to your record labels and you and you and you're a slave to the single, as I call it. You want to be a slave to a single and not put together a nice art artistic album? This is what you don't. You're not going to win. Mm. All right. You, there's so there's. I mean, how many times? What if there's there's all those those pitchers or those coaches and those managers that have the highest winning percentage and they have all the stats, but they've never won the big one. Sometimes mm. you just run in to a team that's better than you and has nothing to do with your album and whatever. But I thought it was just very very distasteful and very ugly of like Jay-Z going up there and it was just like you you're sitting here you're repeating over and over how she has the most and in the way I'm telling you the way he was doing it just like it makes no sense how can you have all of the and you just you don't have album of the year it's just like oh she needs that too now is that what Beyonce needs for us to give her what what crown she's already got the crown bro what do you need I mean, like, I, does what, she even have the crown? I mean, Taylor, let's, Taylor's taking it. Well, Taylor, Taylor's, you know, it's Taylor's time now. Like, but, but dude, Beyonce, be happy with what you got. You know, people don't have any Grammys. The Bay Hive? What? It's big enough. Yeah, there's so many artists out there that are watching that that would love to even be nominated for a Grammy, and you're up there pouting about not, like, getting the, the like, dude, no, that's not a good look. Didn't love the cowboy hat either. Yo, I didn't even know that was her until, like, like someone, like, I had to re was reading the comments or something, and was just like, yeah, that cowboy look isn't doing it for Beyonce, and I was like, oh, that was her? I was like, I couldn't, I, I, could, I was just like, yep, appropriation, you know, when I was, oops, oops, oopsies, oopsies. It's okay. Just kidding. But seriously, I didn't like that whole thing that that Jay Z did, and and, and my rant is now over with it because I was because they're they're classier than that, in my opinion. Yeah. 
They're like, classier than that. Get back to just doing and make a good. And then you know, like we always say, you want to you want to make a good album, make a good album. This is the wrong year for it. Renaissance was trash. Get, get back, get back in the lab. Get back in the you lab. Know? Go get get, go get Kanye from Italy. Do not do that. <laughs> no. Did you see what his wife I've, was? Oh. Uh, his wife. What he's. Did you see what milk, he's making the jugs? Her, her wear now, bro. He, 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 the things I saw, like snippets of his Instagram or, or his Twitter of like what he posts of her, and I'm just like, dude, this is this is your wife, dog. This is what this is how you post your wife. It's so sad. It's, it's just it's sad to me now. It's, it is it like is. where he's at. Um, I don't know if you saw Bill Maher like recently did an interview with him. Yeah, and he was just like, dude. He was the friendliest fucking anti-Semite I'd ever met. And he goes, I'm, I was so uncomfortable afterwards that like, I cannot participate in what he's doing. So I just, I can't even post, I can't even post the interview. That's exactly how it is. Yeah. So to me, it's just like, I hear his old music. I'm sad. I see these new posts and shit. I'm just sad for the guy. Like Uh, I'm not, he's off his John rocker. Yeah. You know? All right, let's keep it moving here. I right. actually have some quick hits for you this Ooh. week. Yeah, I, 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 I bug, uh, but I, I, I think we might have done a couple of these, but hit me. I want to do some quick hits with you, and they're all music related. Mm. So I'm just gonna, so I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna turn the tables on you mm. for once here. Let's do it. And I'll start with the first question here. What was the first CD that you bought with your own money? Not the first one you remember having. The one that you can you can remember going into the record store, Sam Goody, and 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 FY and buying that record. Green Day, Dookie. Beautiful. What a, what a great answer. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Because I was. That's how it all started. I was listening to a podcast I, as I am one to do. And that was the question that once someone asked. And I was like, I love that question because everyone remembers early albums that have, but no one ever asked. And everyone also remembers that first. Because when back in our day, when you had money, buying your first album, because remember, albums were like 20 bucks when we were go, like. I even, I got out. Let, <laughs> me, let, expensive. Me, let me go even just a little bit deeper for you. But first, um, first uh, any type of music I ever even received as something that I owned was a tape yeah. from a former babysitter, um, the presidents of the United States of America, wow. Peaches. Jesus, that now we're really peeling back. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right, next one. Um, uh, okay, what was a song or an artist that you'd liked? That you, maybe you got made fun of or was embarrassed by, like from like when you would listen to it that you didn't maybe you didn't want back to know. then yeah. or like back like early like on. something I liked and now I look back on it and I'm just like ugh me, me, that or or more specifically at the time like you can remember like being in rooms like I can never play this outside and let my friends know or you would play it or or you and people would be like yo son you listen to that shit. <sighs> I think one of like the ones I look back on where maybe not, I think a lot of people will come to my defense when, when, when it was around, but now we're just like, Oh God. And that is Limp Biscuit. Yeah. It's a good, I mean, Limp Biscuit still goes hard. If you, if you're about to go to and get like, if you're, 
You know, if your buddy calls you and you and he's like, "Yo, I need you to come over here, meet me on you know Fifth Ave and, and First, like like we're about to throw down with this like other gang." On the way there, you're putting Limp Biscuit on. Okay, so you have me going to a gang fight, and on the way there in, in Brooklyn, I'm, 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 pum- oh, in, I'm, I'm pumping fi- myself up to <laughs> yeah. I I just. I, I, I'm sure there's people who would defend even that now, like yes. listening back to it. But it was one of those where I was after the fact. I was like, like once I got into like, like good hip hop and just like not like kind of that mishmash of genres. Yeah. And I'm looking back, like listening to like Illmatic by Nas, no, and then I'm yeah. like, ugh, I also liked that. That's I think one of the probably biggest like regrets if you will all right next one uh what was this is a good one what was one of the what was one of the first music you remember hearing in your house growing up like that your dad would play or your mom oh oh easy um bb king Mm -hmm. thousand percent and stevie ray vaughn beautiful okay those two i would even throw in probably some muddy waters okay and just just for some shits and gigs uh, Allman Brothers. Okay. Um. Th- now let's fast forward just a quick, real quickly to high school. In hi- when you were in high school and you were driving around and you and you had your license, what CD never left your car or CD player? Um. And I, CD player. I will tell you. Uh, the White Stallion, aka the '97 Camry, Hell yeah, which dude. was the first vehicle, Hell yeah, dude. Um, did not have a CD player. I had to put the tape adapter. Into the tape player. Y'all don't know about that, you youngins. But I remember the sound this. quality was shit. But we were so we were so happy we had it. But when I actually took that car up to college and I was delivering pizzas, there was two. I said, you know, fuck, fuck the CDs, and I had the Chronic by Dr. Dre on tape and All Eyes on Me, Tupac on tape, and I would listen to those during Volume my deliveries two. front to back. Yes. I would just play those. Um, but you know, I would say when I was at that age of like actually having like the CD adapter, it was just like, I'm cranking it up and I'm fucking up my speakers and it's three, six mafia. Okay. What, um, what was one, what was one of your first memories of a, of a slow jam or a slow song that you danced to with a girl? Ooh, um, probably, oof, that's a good one. Yeah. I would say I had fun with it. Oh man. Probably like some like Tyrese. Yeah. Like some like er like late nineties Tyrese. Um maybe like some Jodeci. Some Casey and Jojo. K- oh, Casey and Jojo. Okay, right okay. there. Yeah. Right, right. there. Mm-hmm. What do you remember one of the like maybe one of the uh first songs or you can give you one or a couple songs that you downloaded from like Napster? Or LimeWire, Morpheus, or whatever you had. Oof. Shout out to, to Chris Bellis. I'm trying you know, to think. Napster when, Thief. When, when that must have been what, like early 2000? Like, that well, was like early 2000, like 98, 99, 2000. I'm trying to think. It was, probably, it was probably around two. It was like 2000 was like pretty much the Napster days. Because it was short lived. It, prob- it was only about two years, two or three years. It was probably like downloading stuff so that I could make CDs. Uh, it was probably like song? some like some Eminem early okay, Eminem. Okay, yeah, that checks you know, out. That like, checks out. Um, like his first album, even though I think I also got that like in sixth grade. Um, shit, like you know, 
uh, Cisco thong song. Throw yeah. that. Throw that on there. Um, stuff like that. All right. Last question here. Um, any song, any song at, at any point in time that when it plays, it brings you back to a specific moment. If you can give me the song in the moment, I would love each. I got it. Got it right now. I love these. I love, all right, this is good. I, I was I was worried that maybe you were going to blank on these. You, you got every single one. This is good. No. Give me the song and the moment it brings you back to every time you hear it. I'll tell you right now. Um, this would have been 2000 and... 2004, Jay-Z, uh, or uh, excuse me, JV basketball team, and uh, my buddy Jared Potter, uh, RIP, he would always make the playlists and burn CDs and bring them, and we would put it on what we called the crunk box, which was in, in the locker room, like getting ready for games. Mm-hmm. But he somehow convinced... Um, the school that when we, when we would run out of the locker room and onto the court, you know, where they would make a full lap on the court and then go right into layup lines. Please tell was, me it was like, Master it was, P or some it was, shit, yeah. uh, the clips. What happened to that? Boy. Uh, and, and the base would quake the gym. Yeah. And that shit always got I can us see going. You, Cause you, that's when you back in you, when you were like Oof. in your ball and stayed, you probably like, this is it, bro. That was, we about to fuck people. That up. was, yeah, that was by far like my, my biggest like hood rat phase. But, and <laughs> honestly like Oh three to Oh six hip hop. That's by the way, produced by Pharrell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the clips in general was mm. like all that, early had, all that had his fingerprints all over it. But that song Right there. That's a good memory. Oh, right back to Every it. time it comes on, you're just like, yo, you're back in the gymnasium. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the ones, like, you just even, like, start the song, and it's just like, let's go. Like, yeah. you can hit every line, so. That's a good one. That's a good one. Do you have one? Uh, a like song? A, a song that brings you back to, like, a time or a moment or something like, like that? God. Probably so many, but like right now, off the top of my head, I can remember. I have an, I have another one for you too that you're rem- involved with. I can remember one of the very first like dan- I used to. I was big back in the day. I would dance battling at like school dances and stuff. I would battle kids mm-hmm. in dancing, and I remember speaking another Pharrell track. Um, that Justin Timberlake song, "Ain't Nobody Gonna Love You Like I Love You." Mm-hmm. I remember like dance battling to like that song and like I beat the kid like it was it was obvious that like I had won and I was like king of the world like the next week at school everyone was like yo like I remember all the upperclassmen were like yo that kid fucking that kid can step that kid's the man oh I and I got a one one that you're involved with for sure is freshman year of college give me the loot by biggie oh, uh, getting <laughs> yeah. blunted in dan vans um <laughs> yeah. uh, a jeep grand cherokee um, I remember at summer camp, either waking up in the morning or getting ready for dinner. I'd have to cross-reference this with Dreffen. He would blast Beastie Boys Intergalactic. Like nice. that was another one for sure. I mean, to me though, that's why like music is so moody or mm-hmm. like I want to go back to a certain time. Those are the best. I have those are why how all my playlists are comprised. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that's like I could probably come up with another hundred of those. Oh yeah, where it's just like this song brings the me back to this exact one's good, moment. Though. That's a good. Oh, one. but what happened when that when that when that bass hit and we all came out of that? Yo, could get me hyped. Yo, 
Throw that on when I leave. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get into this peacock. All right, all right, let's get into this week's peacock. Uh, like I had alluded to earlier, um, and it'll make sense as I go into it, but this week's peacock in music is Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Hey! Yes. Okay. 1996 to 2018 retro soul. Um, in the mid-90s, Philip Lehman and Gabriel Roth founded the band The Soul Providers, which began uh, because the two wanted to uh, record James Brown instrumentals. Uh, they wanted to do a funk album that was like kind of like James Brown instrumental-esque. And they had uh, a uh, who they who wasn't big at the time, but now is big. But uh, they had uh, this vocalist called Lee Fields. Oh yeah, uh, who was a deep funk artist at the time, and so they hooked up with him, and they were making these, uh, like I said, funky James Brown esque instrumentals, and they brought Lee Fields in, and he. Lee Fields pretty much sounds like James Brown. So that's how the Soul Providers um, uh, started. and uh, But soon, uh, very quickly, um, at the t- uh, Sharon Jones was uh, singing backup on the album uh, that they had recorded. And at the time, she was a corrections officer, working as a corrections officer. But when um, uh, Lehman and Roth, when they had heard Sharon Jones singing backup, they were like... Yo, that chick is that's that's who should be the lead singer. She's got pipes, so they said you gotta quit. You gotta quit the. You, you ain't going back to the jail. Mm. You're gonna come. You're coming to the studio. And uh, the Lehman and Roth they started a record label called Desco Records, and the Soul Providers were the house band of uh, of Desco Records. Um, the label put out three three. They had they had a bunch of other artists on it. The at the time they were called the Soul Providers. They put out three of their albums on Desco Records, uh, but the label soon dissolved, and uh, the Soul Providers disbanded at that point as well. Uh, but Roth, uh, not Lehman, but Roth uh, kept it moving, and he started a new another new record label, and he called that new record label Daptone Records. Mm. Um, and uh, with that, he signed. He want, he needed another house band, and he kind of took a lot of the old um, the old guys from the old Soul Providers and some of the guys from Sugarman Three that I played earlier. Okay, and they they created the uh, the uh, the Dap Kings, who is uh, Roth, uh, White Boy, who's on bass. You got Neil Sugarman, who's on sax. You got Binky uh, Grip Tight on guitar. Earl Maxson on organ and Sharon Jones on vocals. Mm. So uh, that was that was why that's why I kind of did a little Sugarman three, so because you can hear the Sugarman in the Dap Kings, the Dap Kings, yeah. especially that whole horn section. Yep, mm-hmm. that was really they they cherry picked a lot of the the horns from the Sugarman three to bring it and bring brought them into Dap Kings. Got it. Um, but uh, uh, like I said. They were a huge uh, retro soul powerhouse, selling out all the theaters they would go to, all the festival gigs. Whenever they would go play festivals, they were getting huge, 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 and they were super big, as it always ha- happens to be internationally. They were huge in Japan, UK, and Japanese stuff. just love they, latching on to that type of stuff. They love it. Ever since that bomb dropped, they fucking, you know, 
They knew what size the, their, their gap band. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, and then once that international buzz started growing, they started getting, you know, more, uh, more work and more visibility over here. Never had, obviously never had any, uh, um, any major billboard or top, uh, you know, 100 hits. Really? But that's because, yeah, no, they never charted on anything, but that's, I think, because of the genre that they were in. Mm-hmm. Um, and their sound is that old sound, so no radio stations were going to play that. Because, like I said, this is um, this was in the mid-90s and early 2000s. It was 96 to 2018. So this was definitely when you know record labels ran and still do the radio stations, so... Um, wow, so I'm surprised they actually dropped their first album in 2002. Yes, yeah. see, I thought the they sole were, providers were. I 90- thought they were 20 years before that, Mm-mm. which is crazy. No, they're they're like they're they were new. They were they were they were doing they were doing that old sound, bringing it back, which is awesome. Yeah, That's cool. Um, so again, um, uh, a lot of members came and went, but it was cool. A lot of the members that. They were kind of like a little bit. The the Dap Kings were a little bit of a feeder band, uh, band where they, uh, the a lot of the artists went on to be big in, in, in other bands like uh, Antibales and the L Michael L Michelle's affair. Which if you haven't ever checked out L Michelle's affair, Jordan, you would like them and the listener listeners too. The L Mich- Michelle's affair is a lot of, uh, the guys that were in, uh, uh, the Dap Kings and they started. Uh, very similar retro soul sounding funk, all instrumental mm-hmm. though band, and they do what the the cool stuff they do is they do covers, instrumental, jazzy. They're, they're like jazzy funk covers of whole albums, and one of the best ones they ever did was they do a Wu Tang one that's front to back, amazing. It's actually one of my go tos when I would DJ weddings, oh, I've, which I've heard it before. Yeah, it's it's the it's the it's, yeah the Elmite, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're playing like the background on xylophone or something. Yes, exactly. I know exactly which so one. So those about. all were those all those guys came from the Dap Kings. You know, so Sweet. so the Dap Kings. A lot of the people that were that went through there, they wanted to be in other like very cool uh, uh, bands that were of the same same type of music. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the band eventually it did put out seven albums. And on their last album, Soul of a Woman, it was actually recorded while Sharon Jones was fighting pancreatic cancer um, in 2015. And in the subsequent year, um, uh, she did uh, she did die, and that ended the band's tenure, obviously. So, um, you know, they haven't done anything since 2018. I'm sure they probably won't. But a lot of those guys are still all doing things in, in tons of other little bands and session players. They're all like session players at some of like, and involved in some of like the, the biggest, uh, you know, um, those retro or Neo soul. Like a lot of them did stuff with Leon mm-hmm. bridges, new mayor Hawthorne stuff, Nick Waterhouse stuff. Like all those guys are in there, like playing, laying sacks on this track and random stuff. So cool. really cool. And I actually, I'm going to play a little bit of Sharon Jones for you here. Which one are you going with? One hundred days, one hundred nights, but no one man's heart. 
So a cool thing that I saw here, which uh, will tie back in, um, you know, the, the Dap Kings, the house band, uh, had a bunch of, you know, cool collaborations, one with uh, Mark Ronson, including uh, to Amy Winehouse's Back to Work. Mm, there you go. That's yeah. They were all over any, pretty much any of those neo soul, neo funk, neo you know people that are bringing back that old sound. It's one of those guys in the Dap Kings were a part of it. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Though. Yeah. So uh, Sharon Jones at Dap Kings, go check them out. Hey, you can find uh, Peacocks and Music. It's on Spotify. We do all the work there for you. So check it out. Um, and uh, enjoy a little, 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 little nostalgia, a little music nostalgia. But it's but ironically not that old. No, 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 no. I, and I was with you. I knew they were, uh, I knew they were, you know, early or more recent. But I thought, I had actually thought they had done a couple things back in the seventies, and then they and then they came back together or got yeah, bigger. Yeah, you know, in the two thousands. But I was like, oh no, these guys got together like pretty much in two thousand. Yeah, which kind of blows my mind because it was not the sound of the times at all. And there wasn't like a lot of, like, I don't think that genre was particularly large at the time. That was no. really cookie cutter, way album now, sales, pop. Well, we've kind of reverted back to like all this awesome, cool different um, music. And maybe that's a proliferation of technology, like making it more accessible. But the music of, like, the late, to me, like, the mid-90s through, like, you know, the mid-2000s was just, like, it's it's all about selling CDs. So we're always going to push whatever can be marketed out on CD rather right. than just what was good. That's true. You know, now mm-hmm. it's all about, you know, singles or putting out music so then you can go play a live show so people can actually experience the music because album sales aren't as big a deal in the big like revenue pusher that they used to be. Right. Yes. Right. So like, it was very interesting to me that, you know, in 2002, when they dropped their first album, like I'm thinking about the music I was listening to in 2002 and it was nothing like that. No. Yeah. It's so true. It, that music sounds like the music that was coming out in the seventies. Yes. You know? Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. And, and that's, uh, that's a cool little tidbit. I All right. Take that. Before we head out here, um, Jordan, uh, like we, we had said earlier in the episode, Jordan went to, and I believe I, uh, tell me if I'm wrong on the exact wording of the text message I received from you on Saturday night at about 8.52. Hmm. Uh, I get a t- my phone dings and it's from Jordan and he says and I quote, "I'm at an all time sloppy wedding right now." Yes, go. So, <laughs> you know, the Friday night had gone well. You know, we had a good time, but I think uh, and we ended up going out to like a dive bar after, which was great because it was like, you know, shithole Stewart local dive bar, mm-hmm. uh, which was good time. But Saturday, you know, like. There weren't a lot of young people at the Friday night get together. I think it was a lot of more like the older family and stuff like that. So I, w- I, I wasn't really prepared uh, based off of the crowd there of what I thought I was going to see Saturday. And, okay, I, and right. I realized when we got there to the actual wedding on Saturday, like there was a lot more younger people. 
and I'm looking at them and I'm kind of seeing myself in the mirror of what maybe used to be me with the way, you know, but I, you know, I still got after it for sure. But at a certain point, um, you know, once the, once the, uh, first off, I, I, when we got there, my wife goes, is that our, is that our DJ from our wedding? And I go, no, I go, I have no fucking clue. And she goes, and it, and it, and it was, he recognized me. A boy travels. Did not recognize them at all, but ended up talking. It's a whole family business. Shout out to them. Um, it was super cool. Cannot remember their name whatsoever. I remember your DJ was good. Yeah. Yeah. But um, one of the interesting parts was like they were playing a lot of kind of like, I didn't know if there was a conversation of like, <laughs> let's keep it pretty kind of like white. As far as the music was going, oh man, they didn't they didn't drop anything any heaters as as the night went on. I at one point I looked to my buddy and I go, I need you to go up there and tell him to play some Ying Yang Twins. Yeah, and um, uh, we we sent the wrong messenger. Then we got a girl to go Meet up some there strip club music and up do this it. Bitch. And <laughs> that's when things and he did start playing that. And that's when things started getting uh, wild. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I had sent you that right (laughs) after a patron of the wedding party had um, taken his uh, Petey Pablo came on. Ooh, North Carolina or? Oh, yeah. Oh, so he was swinging like a helicopter. Kevin Steph live in North Carolina now. Okay. So he was, he took his shirt off swinging around like a helicopter. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's, I think right after that is when I pulled out the phone. Hell yeah. And was just like, Let's and go. on top of that, I was watching this individual and his wife, who was also right there watching, absolutely <laughs> mortified. Yes. And I turned to my wife and I said, what if that was me? Yeah. And she goes, I would have killed you. So that's when. You would have, you would have been leaving early. And I might I might have been leaving alone. <laughs> Where'd you go? I'm at I'm at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> um I notice and you know this about me as I as I drink, um typically the buttons start to get lower. As they go, you you can always tell where Jordan is at in his uh uh intoxication level. The farther down the buttons are being unbuttoned, that is means the level of uh intoxication is is going up and up. That is hundred percent true. Um, I saw at least fifteen <laughs> sweaty hogs oh. that were like a lot of taco meat all the way down. A lot like of taco with meat. maybe one button just barely holding on to the negotiations. Oh my god, I love to hear this. And it was at one point I was, you know, towards the end of the night where, you know, shout out to Craig, the bartender. Who just as soon as he saw me, shout out to Craig, showing shout up, out to Craig, shout out to Craig. Craig, uh, doing the Lord's he work. always had my drink, and f- but there was a couple people in front of me where I was just like, these people are fucking obliterated. Bartenders at weddings are doing the Lord's work. Absolutely, doing. They Craig, are putting up. He with- might as well have been the Pope. Yes, and we were just right smack dab in the middle of the Vatican. Pope John Craig the first, dude. John Craig the first. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, it was. Now was this was was uh 
was Craig allowed to do shots or were they were did they do the no shots are allowed wedding? I hate those weddings when you go to the um, bar and you get a shot and they're, they're like, oh, we're not allowed to do shots. I was drinking, but then you just order the thing on ice and they'll give you that. That's I like was a loophole. drinking Seagram's on on the rocks the entire night. But you know so what I'm talking know. about. Have you I don't know. Those, I didn't see if anyone even tried. Though. Have you ever been to those weddings though? You know what I'm talking Abs- about? Absolutely. Those are the, the and then the I worst. just go up the next time and I go Jameson neat. And it's then the weird, can, and then it's the it's the weird legal loophole that they're allowed to get around. It's like, is this place bugged? Is the is these the FBI gonna bust in here if you say yes to yeah, like my ATF. Jameson shot? Get out of here! Yeah, but um, it was it was a good time. There was multiple people that were then lifted in the air on people's shoulders. Oh. Um, there was just uh, bottles breaking on the dance floor. There was, you know, couples grabbing chairs, bringing them on the dance floor, doing like a little striptease situation. Oh, um, yes. Grandma and grandpa went home. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because there is um, always that point in time when, where the family, you know, the the uptight conservative type of family that that's that's invited, they go home. And then, you know, the bride and groom or whoever the parties, they, they go, all right. Turn the lights down. Oh, now it's time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. But it was it was a uh, a lot of fun. Damn, I I want to go to a wedding now. I'm so jealous. It was for usually I like to think I'm in like that top, you know, twenty five percent of like people that are getting after it at the weddings. I knew that I wasn't even in the top fifty percent. You were it like was, this, you're like this isn't. My and day. I was still I was still working on uh, at a very. I was not at a glacial pace. I was getting after it, uh-huh. you know, but I just saw so many people beyond. Like when you look you at them, had to really you work. see nothing come, you see nothing back. They're looking through you. Yes. They're looking through. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then Conver- I- every conversation you're having, like in the line at the, uh, uh, to the bar are just, you know, John Cena, I can't see you. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It got pretty rowdy. And I will say just the little cherry on top. When we left, we got the oobs back to the house and take me back. We just happened to put on like the local radio station. Right. Right. And he put on like the hip hop channel. I don't know what it is up in Stewart, but this DJ was firing yeah oh my god i i sang every single or rapped every single um verse your karaoke that came on karaoke j every verse every verse that Car- came you, on it was just like a perfect moment oh my god karaoke j 15 full minutes from one just in the fridge eating lunch meats karaoke j oh my god yeah it was awesome nice so all right with that being said we'll see you next week see ya